you have the spirit of the living God dwelling on the inside of you. And we need to be careful not to tear this house down. We need to be careful of the words that we speak about ourselves and the thoughts that we think about ourselves. Amen. Praise the Lord, I want to welcome you this morning. I've entitled this message, This Old House. A few weeks ago, I had a dream that I lived in this two-story, old, dilapidated house. And in my dream, I walked into the living room, and the floors were just really uneven and sagging, and I'm thinking, i got to be careful for where I walk. I might fall through. And so then I went upstairs to go to my bedroom, and, and the stairs, they were just old and wooden, and they creaked all the way up. And so I got to the, the, um, the upper level, and I was going over to my bed, and I looked down at the floor, and I could literally see holes in the floor uh, down to the first level. And I thought, I've got to walk where the rafters are, or I am just going to fall through here. So as I was walking, I stopped. I thought, I can't live like this. I have got to get out of here. And so I turned to... Um, to go back down the stairs, and then that was the end of the dream. Now, I don't think there's anything particularly spiritual about that dream, but it did remind me of a scripture. And that scripture comes from Proverbs 14 and 1, and it says that a wise woman builds her house, but a foolish woman pulls it down with her hands. Now, I know as, um, as, as a wife and as a mother, you know, I want to build my house up. I, I, want, I don't want to be a person that would tear down my home. Now, I don't believe that he's talking about a house on, um, like, made out of brick or wood or whatever. He's not talking about that kind of a house because if he was, I would be in trouble because I can barely paint a little bit or hang a picture. I would not be able to go in and tear... Out, out wood and sheetrock and all this and put it back together. But when I read this scripture, the first thing that I think about is her home and her family, her, her husband, her spouse. And um, so we're going to talk about this on three different levels. So that's the first level is that um, a wise woman builds up her home. In other words, a, a wise woman builds up her husband. She builds up her children. But a foolish woman tears it down and so I don't know anything that will build up your family your 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 husband and your children more than the words that you speak to them and and so we have the ability to tear down or to build them up Proverbs 18 and 21 says that death and life are in the power of the tongue now if you read that scripture that's a powerful scripture if we really take that to heart, then we want to be careful about the words that we speak to our, our spouse and to our family and to our, to our children. And so 1 Peter 3 and 1 says, Likewise, you wives, be subject to your own husbands, least, at any, least that if any obey not the word, they also may without the word be won by the conversation of the wives. So what he's talking about here is the woman that she's a Christian, she's saved, she's a believer, 
but she's married to a man that he's not saved. He's not a believer in Christ. And so the, the word of God is telling us that that, that non-believer could be won to the Lord simply by the conversation, simply by the words that this wife is speaking to her husband and to her family. So we have the opportunity here, if there is a non-believer, that we could win them to the Lord. And so our conversation has to be what God would want us to say and to speak. And I know we, we've often said, you know, a, a man would sometimes be attracted to a, to, a, to a more attractive woman. You know, she's prettier, and so they, they've had an affair, or he's ran off, and things like that. But I can tell you that there's also been instances where a man would, be, would fall in love for, for a woman that is not as attractive as his wife, where he may have a wife that all she did was, was put him down, that she was bitter, that she was nagging, he never did anything right, and, so, and that's all he heard. But then this other woman, she'd come along and just tell him how wonderful he is, how great he is, and stroke his ego. And so he, he ends up falling for this less attractive person. Now, I in no way endorse anybody leaving anybody's spouse for any reason because that is against Scripture. But the Bible does tell us to be wise as serpents. We need to be wise to what the enemy can do. We, don't, we, we need to be like that wise woman that builds her husband up. Up, that builds her family up and don't give place for the enemy to come in to our homes and and then in Ephesians 6 and 4 it says and ye fathers which affects us women also it says provoke not your children to wrath but build them up in their nurture and in the admonition of the Lord and I've heard it said that when a child is verbally abused, they don't learn to hate the abuser, they learn to hate themselves. So we need to be careful about the words that we speak over our children. We need to be speaking positive words. We need to be speaking life into them. We need to declare over them the word of God and the promises of God, that God has a plan for them, that God has hope, and that God has a future for these children. Those are the words that we need to be speaking and building up our families and building up our children and our spouse. Proverbs 22 and 6 says, Train up a child in the way he should go, teaching him to seek God's wisdom for and will for his abilities and talents. Even when he is old, he will not depart from it. So we have an awesome responsibility to teach our children the word of God. Amen. So that's on the first level, that we need to be wise and build up the homes that God has blessed us with. So on the second level, I have to ask, we have to ask ourselves, what are the words that we are telling ourselves? Amen. 1 Corinthians, says, in 1 Corinthians 6 and 19 says, What? Know you not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which you have of God, and ye are not your own, for ye are bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. We are, we are a house. We are the temple of God. Amen. We are the temple of the Holy Ghost. If you're a child of God, if you're saved, you have the spirit of the living God dwelling on the inside of you. And we need to be careful not to tear this house down. We need to be careful of the words that we speak about ourselves and the thoughts that we think about ourselves. Amen. 
Hallelujah. So we, we need to, to be careful. Pro Proverbs uh, 23 and 7 says, For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. So we need to be thinking about ourselves what God says about us. That we are children of the Most High God. That we are precious in his sight. That we are fearfully and wonderfully made by the hand of God. Amen. That he loves us. That he loves his children. I'm not talking about that you should think more of yourself. That you're haughty and you're full of pride. But you should never think less of yourself because God has made you <clears throat> a person with purpose and a calling in your life. Amen. Philippians 4 and 8 says, Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, Whatsoever things are of a good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, he says, think on these things. He tells us the things that we should think about. Amen. I believe too often we, we get depressed because of that inner voice telling us we're not good enough or we're less than what God tells us that we are. We are children of the Most High God. We need to think about the good things. We need to think about the promises of God. We need to think about the blessings of God in our life because God has been good to me. God has blessed me abundantly and above all that I was able to ask or think. God has been good to me and these are the thoughts that I need to think about is the goodness of God. Romans 12 and 2 says, And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Amen. So we need to be renewed in our minds. I know that the enemy can sometimes just bombard you with all kinds of negativity, but the scripture says that we can think about those good things. Scripture says that we can be renewed in our minds. And the only way to do that is through the word of God. And put that word of God into your spirit. Amen. Now for level three. Did you know that children, that, that we as children of God, we are called the bride of Christ. So this is another uh, building. We, we are the church. We're the bride of Christ. We need to be careful about the things that we say that we don't tear down the church and the kingdom of God that, that God is building. In Matthew 12, and I'm sorry, Matthew 25, 1 through 12, it talks about the parable of the wise and the foolish virgins. It says, Then the kingdom of heaven should be likened to ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Now five of them were wise and five were foolish. Those who were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their lamp, in their vessels with their lamps. But while the, the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumbered and slept. And I believe he's talking about the church here. That, um, that they all slumbered and slept. That before Jesus came back, that the church was asleep. And so I find myself often praying, Lord, don't let me sleep. Lord, don't let me don't let me be complacent. Lord, open my eyes. Give me, let, cause me to see. Give me ears to hear what thus saith the Spirit. 
so that so that I would be ready because I want to be ready when Jesus comes amen I want to make sure that my lamp has the oil of the Spirit of God that the presence of God is in me and with me so that when Jesus comes that I would be ready now we don't know when he's coming <clears throat> because it tells us that we don't know the day nor the hour but we all have an appointed time and we don't know when that time is because you know we could we could this could be our last day we could breathe our last breath that's all in the hands of God because we have an appointed time so we should always be ready we should always be ready that our hearts should always be right with the Lord and we should know without a shadow of a doubt that we're ready to go and meet the Lord verse 6 says and at midnight a cry was heard behold the bridegroom is coming go ye out to meet him then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps and the foolish said to the wise give us <coughs> Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are gone out. But the wise answered, saying, No, lest there not be enough for us and you, but go rather to those who sell and buy for yourselves. And so while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went in with him to the wedding, and the door was shut. So only those that were ready went in. It says afterward, the, the other virgins came also saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Assuredly, I say to you, I do not know you. Watch therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour in which the Son of Man is coming. So we are the bride of Christ. And Jesus is coming back after a church, after his bride that has made herself ready, a bride without spot, or blemish so we have to be careful are we tearing down the church you know if, if, if you go to church and you listen to the preaching and you go home you know are you saying positive words about the ministry are you speaking positive words about your brothers and sisters in Christ or are you tearing them down like the foolish woman? We have a responsibility to build up the ministers of the gospel. We have a responsibility to, to build up our brothers and sisters in Christ. John 13, uh, 34 says, a new commandment I give to you. Now this is Jesus talking. He says, a new commandment I give to you, that you love one another. This is a commandment, it's not an option. It says, as I have loved you, that you also love one another now that's awesome because jesus laid down his life for us there is no greater love than what jesus did for us and he says that's the kind of love that we should have for one another by this will all men know that you are my disciples in that you have one have love one for another Scripture also says that as inasmuch as you've done it unto the very least of these that believe in me, you have done it unto me. And if you really take that scripture to heart, then you realize you should never treat any person disrespectful, but with respect, because even the least in the kingdom, amen, he says, if you've done it to them, you've done it to me, whether you've blessed them or you've cursed them. So we need to be careful about the words that we say. It says, by this all men will know that you are my disciples. That's how other peoples outside the church know that we are Christians is because we have that love on the inside of us for one another. And Ephesians tells us also how to treat each other. He says, be kind one to another, tender hearted, forgiving 
one another, even as Christ forgave you. There's also a scripture that says, if we don't forgive others of their trespasses and sins, then God won't forgive us. And I take that really seriously, and I pray, you know, Lord, don't let me harbor any unforgiveness. Don't let me harbor any, any grudge against any person, Lord, because I need your grace and mercy. I need to be forgiven. Amen. And so I don't want to harbor for unforgiveness for anybody else in my life because I need the grace of God. I mess up, and I need his grace and mercy in my life. So he says, to be kind and tenderhearted and forgive one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. And I'll conclude with this. James 5 and 15 says, Conf Confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed because the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. So let's be that wise woman. Let's build up our house. Let's 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 build up our our husbands and our children, our family. Let's build up ourselves and not put ourselves down, realizing that we are the temple of God. We are the house of God. And then don't tear down the church, the the kingdom of God that that God is building. Be careful with your words what we say about the ministers of the gospel and our brothers and sisters in Christ. But let's build those up in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you.